Ginger fans, welcome back to the show. We got a good one for you today. An OG, a legend, if you will, in the game. Tom Papa, Mr. Papa. Uh, he's got a bunch of specials all over the place. I mean, he's done specials for Netflix and Amazon and HBO and wherever else they are. They're all over the place. He's an incredible dude, very funny, so keen, so smart, so sweet. Uh, I love him. And also, I'm on tour, andrewsantino.com. Listen, I am out in the world, Denver, Nashville, Boston. Uh, we're going all over the place, um, and we're about to release a bunch of dates. A ton of dates are coming in right now at andrewsantino.com. I know people are like, what's the deal with the schedule? But I got, I got to tell you, we're going to be doing... Uh, so I'm doing Denver, Nashville, Boston, San Francisco, Cancun, Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh, Grand Rapids, Philly, San Diego, Phoenix, St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, Seattle, Portland. It keeps going and going. It keeps going, baby. So go to andrewsantino.com for the tickets. We're going to be keep updating the website as time goes on. Looking for the Patreon, it's Whiskey Ginger Podcast. Patreon.com slash Whiskey Ginger Podcast. That's where I do the solo episodes and the Cheeto chats and the Zoom for the top tier. And uh, for merchants in the merch bar down below on YouTube, please subscribe. Please uh, get the notifications so you know when we post. We post every single Friday. Uh, but go to andrewsantino.com. Get those tickets. I'm coming to your cities now, baby. Enough rambling. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You won't be fucked. Gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is the glorious, the wonderful, the special, the hilarious, the undisputed, undefeated, unrelenting, um, undocumented Tom Papa. Tom Papa! Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. I'm so excited. You know, I was trying, We ta- you talked for a second before. Mm. I was going to do your podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you and Fortune's show. And it never worked out because I went out of town and we never rescheduled and I was sad. Are you still doing that show? It's so funny you say that because I'm having all these moments because we've, I've had a conversation in my head with you before, all morning. Yeah. About, and one was about my shirt that you, you would know what my I love shirt that is. Shirt. And then my other thing that I thought it was, he did our thing, Mind Fortune's show. No. Did he not do it? I know his, I saw his name, but did he do it? And I couldn't remember. We're coming on two years. Yeah. Tomorrow. So I like literally can't remember all of them. No, I don't. I mean, I had 175 guests. I have no idea. Yeah. So, uh, well, you have to come on. I have to and come on. And you have on. to come on my Breaking Bread podcast. That I would love to do. Because um, then we can eat and drink. Well, on this show, you have uh, a sipper, which I love. Um, I'd like to give you, are you a bourbon guy at all or no? I'm more of a single malt guy, but uh, okay. But I'm moving towards uh, bourbons because everyone in my life is bourbon. Have you ever had, um, this is a single barrel bourbon called Blanton's. Do you know what this is? I've heard of Blanton's. This is re- let's crack this. Let's crack her open okay. and have some fun with this. The secret to Blanton's is Blanton's is made by, um, made by uh, Buffalo Trace Company. Mm-hmm. And... It's pretty hard to get. A lot of people oh, complain yeah? they can't find it anywhere mm-hmm. near them. Interesting. And I get them at Vons. <laughs> I swear to God. They, can, they People are like, I can't find them at any liquor store. And it, so I go to a secret Vons that Hilarious. I'll only tell you off camera. Yeah. And when they get shipments in, I got a little plug over there. <laughs> and I buy all six bottles. Immediately. <laughs> That's amazing. I buy all six from How them. How much a bottle? $69.99. Wow. It's retail. But yeah. these things resell for 
180 bucks or whatever, yeah. 200 bucks. Now, it's were you so... ever single malt or were you? Never. Where'd you grow up again? I want you to pour because I want you okay. to decide how much you need. I'm a Chicago guy. You're Chicago. Yeah, and you're and you're New Jersey. I was New Jersey. So we've got something in common there, right? There's uh, there's there the same kind of blue collar, yes. workman's class, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. us. Exactly. I love New Jersey. You do? I do love New Jersey. My buddy Vin, cheers, by the way. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you. Yeah, my buddy Vin is my New Jersey guy. Mm -hmm. Smooth, right? It's delicious. Really nice. It's really, Blanton's is very good. Also, I learned, because I went, um, shout out to Chris Hart, uh, whose whiskey Pete, he took me when I was in Houston, and he opened a bottle uh, from my birth year, 1983 Eagle Rare, and I think... The Blanton's was also from the late 80s, but only recently did they do this. This is a little tidbit for whiskey bourbon people that know each letter, B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S, is stamped down there. Uh People collect to try to see what letters they can get at the bottom. Uh, A new cool... See, that's why I like bourbon always has kind of like a cool little vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely... I love the history. I love the stories. I did a a corporate gig once for some big... Uh, like the biggest distributor of alcohol in the country. Yeah. Huge. And it was so funny because to see literally the personalities of the liquors, mm-hmm. liquor companies that would come in, they would uh, come in and be like, try and tell these thousands of distributors, you know, to push our product, get them on the shelves, do whatever, and uh, incentivize them. And like the vodka people would come in, you know, very black suit, mm-hmm. very like cool very or like puff daddy kind of a vibe <laughs> the bourbon people come on and it's just like a party yeah <laughs> it was yeah. just like our it could be like two o'clock in the afternoon in a convention center and all of a sudden everyone's like yeah yeah, yeah. we well, gotta remember these are like country bumpkin boys right so yeah. the hills of kentucky where all this is from right when you go to these when you go to some of these distilleries it's it's not to sound it's not to say that it's not classy but it's just it's no, a different it's, culture. It's it's American yeah. homespun culture. Totally. And it could be it, you, you know this is this is a no joke. This is this is It's a, good jazz. It's a complex thing. Yeah. Like it's just as complex as like a fine wine from Burgundy. Right. But which I just learned about by the way. But you we've got roots. Me. We've got work boots and overalls and that's where it comes from. Right. Which is what makes it so great. And, and that's what I like about it. Actually, and I just learned Burgundy was the fanciest version of wine. I never knew that. So good. That's like high, real hot. That's high end shit. Right? It is high end shit, and you know, there's with all high end shit, there is uh, a lot of it where you're like, I could get just average shit from somewhere else. It's pretty comparable to this, right? But then there are these epic ones, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, so this is pulling everybody else up. Right. I mean, the history and yeah. yeah. So I want to ask you, even though this is, uh, we don't, we do some stuff about whiskey, but like, I want to know, mm. do you drink the natural wine? Uh, no. with the, with all the sediment in it and all Mm-mm. that is it's bad is it gross uh i don't i don't yeah i don't really like the trend yeah it's why a, did, why a little, is this a thing it's a thing it's a it's, it's to say it's, it, i don't know what the new hipster is is what's uh, new hipster austin yeah. <laughs> Austin, Texas is yeah. Austin, Texas is the newest version of yeah. what a hipster. I don't know what it is anymore, but yeah. I know it's there. Yeah. Well, Tattoos. those people are drinking those wines. Yeah. And it's um I don't see the craze. I just haven't had a bottle that's like, "Oh, I get it." Uh, yeah. And I don't see like what they're doing is so offensive like filtering wine and uh, Yeah, I guess I don't, I'm too dumb to know, so I always go, "I don't know. If it doesn't taste good, I don't like it." Yeah. That's kind of my bare bottom for everything. I'm like, but "That's what it should I, be." Yeah, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, do I enjoy well, it? Like I learned from uh, when I went to 
when I went to Buff Trace, I keep plugging them, even though they don't sponsor the show anymore. They when, don't? No, they don't. I have a bottle of that. Yeah, Buff Trace, that's, that's here too. This is all their stuff, ironically. I have three oh. bottles there. They don't, but anyway, nice guys. They were good to <laughs> we me. We love for, them. They'll they were, be back. They were good for a long time. They'll be back. But even when I went there, I asked uh, Freddie, who's a, like a historical member of the community there, mm. who's been at that distillery for years. I was like, what's the, what's the deal? Is rocks cool or is this stupid? Is uh-huh. it supposed to be? And he was like, you're supposed to drink bourbon how you like it. Uh, Any distiller will tell you that. Right. That's like a wives' tale of people be like, oh, you drink it with with what? It's got to be neat. No. Every distiller will tell you. Interesting. How do you like it is how you're supposed to enjoy it. Well. There is no, like, I mean, I guess the purest way is neat. Neat. Yeah, but you're only supposed to have this much neat. Right. It's only supposed to be, uh, like, two fingers. that's kind of what we poured. Yeah, a couple of fingers, but I like the stones for a little bit of water dilution and for the temperature. The temperature. I, I mean, you're right. Yeah. And that holds. Yeah. Until you're drinking scotch with my father. Oh, well, scotch is and different. And he's a pretty tough dude. And yeah. he's like, put nice in it. Yeah. And it's like. I guess I'm not. When do you, you want to get your dress on too? I, w- I wish you could go grab a dress and come back with it and then have a little cube and go, yes, I am. Yes, I'd love to wear a dress while I have this. There is a machismo to it. Well, sure. scotch has that much more in spades, more than bourbon. Bourbon doesn't really have, I don't think in the bourbon culture that's a thing as much, but scotch, yes, I know, because I'm that's, I'm, that's why I'm not a scotch guy. It is a, it's a warm, peaty drink that I'm just not. I do love it. Especially on like a hot summer night, I'm like, I'm going to be sweating. I do have to say, though, I feel like I'm, I'm chasing... The watering down of this. It was such a great fir- great first sip. Well, let's dump it and get you a new one. <laughs> you want to dump and get a new one? No. I just need it for the temperature because I don't want to sweat. That's what me. If I'm drinking and sweating, it's over for me. You sweat a lot? I do. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen until after my 30. Once I mm-hmm. turned 30, Yeah. you know, everything slowed down. I'm going to start sunning my balls. Do you know this is a real thing? No. We talked about it on me and Bobby's show. I read a whole article about you can sun your testicles for a couple minutes a day. Why? And it gives you testosterone boosts. It does? It's proven. I got a, I got, went for I'm a physical serious. two years ago, and they said that my, I was expecting him to say your testosterone's lower. Right. Because you're getting older. And then I was like, oh, and then I can do something about it. I, right. Sunning my balls wasn't on the, wasn't one of the They didn't things. suggest that at I Cedar Sinai? I didn't get it. Uh, but they said that my testosterone was fine. And I was like, eh. I'm you going to disagree. So? Why? I just, you know, because I remember what it was to be 20. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You know what I mean? When your mind didn't really work well, when you were diluted with. <laughs> when it was just. When it was just about, it was just about like sex and food and your brain just didn't really function at a high speed. I think that's what happens. Yeah. When testosterone goes away. Yeah. Clarity com- becomes into play. That's true. You're like, oh, I understand the world a little bit better now <laughs> because I don't have food urges and sex urges at, Plummeting through my brain. Twenty-four. I was trying to talk, <laughs> talk about that on stage, about um, about be, being grateful when your sex drive starts to wane a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you, we perform in front of young people oh, often. Oh yeah. And they're just like, "What are you talking, are you talking about?" about? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm getting closer to figuring it out. Well, but it is a relief. Yeah. It's a relief when your brain is not. Just chewing on that chew toy mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Yeah, you don't need it. No. Yeah, it's nice. You, by the way, I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. You were, um, <laughs> we were on the same show last week, I think, at the store. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, man, you are terrible on stage. No, well, you're so good. No, your stuff is so good. Uh, it was just a pleasure to watch. I was like, man, you're really, you're, cr-. and I've seen you for years, but. You were cranking it at just oh, new gears. You. It was really impressive. Thank you. I, you know, on that night, mm. 
And I think I texted you about it yes. actually. Yeah. Because I had just watched uh, Rory Scovel's YouTube thing. Love Rory. Rory's so great. He's yeah. so creative. And he did this special where he went up with no material and he recorded like six nights and then they cut it down into a thing. Yeah. And he is really good at improv. Like he's really good at that oh, yeah. thing to begin with. But he's like, just go up there with nothing and just, he said, I just came up with three concepts I never would have come up with at any other point. And right. he was just really inspiring. So I was like, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty written. I like kind of write stuff out. I know You're where I'm going. You're a great writer. That's why. I know where I'm going. And I, and I was like, let me just do it just for fun. And at the comedy store, which is not, you know, it's, it's easier to do that like in an alt room and yeah. when they know it's what you're doing. When you walk into the store, it's mm -hmm. a different thing. But the thing, and I didn't stay in it the whole set. I definitely went to my material. But I promised myself I would go up and just do that in the beginning of the set. Like, just just go. Wing it. Wing it. And it wasn't like, there, there was a, something came out of it. But the best thing that came out of it was a sense of urgency. Mm. It gave me like a, it made me really give a shit. Oh, yeah. Which sometimes, you know, when you're cranking out sets and if you haven't really looked at your notes and you're doing the same thing, it's like you can kind of gin it up. But when you're up there scared, it makes you care. I like Which that. makes the set more potent. So true. It was such a cool thing to do. So I've been trying to hang on to it a little Are bit. You do, so this is something that you're doing at the top more often? I'm trying to, Like yeah. five minutes? How long do you think yeah, you... Like yeah, like as long as I can. And my cheat, though, is uh, I'll go to the crowd. Like, mm. And this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or like make it up. Like right. I, I said, some guy like, well, you've been traveling the desert for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> some guy's like, yes, <laughs> right, yes. Uh, and I feel like Rory would say that crowd work is different from what I'm saying. Like, just go up there and just talk without them. Right, is a little bit of a different thing. But still, it it's still. Just I don't know. Two very, two very no, uh, noble skills. I mean, there's yeah. people that literally are. I mean, I would say this is a leap, and I don't know this, but my, mm -hmm. I, let's just say I'm guessing. Mulaney's a great writer. Mm -hmm. I don't know how good he would be with nothing. Right. I don't know. Yeah. He might be, but or I crowd feel like work. Like his, I feel, yeah, his crowd work might. I don't know. It could be. It I could might know, be, know but what I'm talking about. He seems like no, just that instinct. He seems like kind of like a Seinfeld where. They don't care about the audience so much. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Like no. they're not that curious. No. They've got stuff to say. Right. And they're like, yeah, the audience, yeah. You get to listen now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where when I go on stage, I'm like, will you listen to me, please? <laughs> Making eye contact please, with everybody. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. That yeah. has become this uh, defining factor, <laughs> I think, of the new version of stand-up because a lot of guys mm. are kind of doing this. Um, I don't wing it's the. I don't know how to say. It. A yeah. lot of guys are doing this now. I feel like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Not just not in the Rory sense, but a lot of people I see go to the store and just kind of, and I think it's maybe Chappellean because you know Dave is notorious for doing an hour of material and then three hours of mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah, and you're like, I don't. How does he do? Or how does Which, he even want to do it? I, yeah, it sounds to me I I need to go to bed. I know. I can't do that. I know. I did. Did you see the Dick Gregory documentary on Showtime? Yeah, and like when he mentioned about him, like when he went up for like four hours straight. Yeah. Well, that's where I think most of those guys got it from. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. He was kind of like the original run the light or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Or, or do my own time. Totally. And, and the crowd There's leaves. a lot of Chappelle there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The smoking, the hanging out, mm -hmm. the, like the, the cool smoothness. There's a lot of that there. But I think, I think like when you're saying like at the store and like doing that way, 
that's cool and it's a cool way to work and it's a cool way to come up with stuff but i can't live there no. like i still want to go in when it's time to go and do a show on a saturday night somewhere i want it to be tight i want to hammer as hard as i can mm -hmm. like i want to i'm going to stop noodling around there you yeah. know what i mean like because you use that as a tool to get new stuff yeah but you feel like you're i sometimes when i'm doing too much wing it even if it's yeah. doing well i'm like i don't know but this isn't real there's a piece of me that's like uh yeah. I'm not I haven't built anything yet. Right. Well, if or if you're doing it just to get through the night and feel like you killed, that's one thing, but if you're doing it to really like try and discover new material, yeah. and come up with stuff. Like if you're really working it. Yeah. Then I can see doing totally. it. Totally. Well, I mean, you know, Ingram Rick Ingram does that. He works through a lot of stuff. He does a lot of crowd work he, and then he finds it within that stuff, mm -hmm. which is always impressive. Yeah. Are you are you touring right now? I am. I am. Yeah. I'm going uh I'm I booked a bunch of clubs cuz I didn't know where we would be. Mm -hmm. if the store would be open and stuff. So uh, just for reps, I booked, like, uh, Portland, and I'm going to Phoenix this week, and then Salt Lake City next week. And then the end of the month is, like, really, like, when the tour starts. I'm doing Vegas at the win on the 30th, and then and then it's just, like, theaters and stuff through March. <laughs> Me too. I'm doing through March. Yeah, it's it, a I lot. I got the schedule, and I was a little, I was like, oh, shit. It's a lot. What did I do? Do you have a map on your website? Like, no, don't that, do it. I, my, no, because that scares you. It's it sucks. <laughs> it's like panic. Yeah, because my guy designed it, and God bless him, he's great. But it looks like you know it's the map of the United States, and it puts the little dotty dots where you're gonna go. <laughs> and when you see like all the dotty dots you have to go to, yeah, it's very unsettling. It's almost like if someone showed you if you were running a marathon, <laughs> and they visualize with goggles yeah. what 26 miles look like, and you yes. can see and you all the way to the end, and you're like. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. That's way I just too want far. to know what I got to do tomorrow. Now. Well, that's yeah. how I that's my thought about when I run. I'm a runner uh -huh. and um I used to run in high school a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh and I'd set goals. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, Half mile? Uh, it would be like it would be like 3 miles. 3 no, miles. No, but when you were when you ran in high school, huh. you, you cross country? No, I would just run. Oh, just run. I was a basketball player oh, and, a, gotcha. and a football player and a baseball player. But I just would like running. I like yeah. just putting on headphones and running. Yeah. And uh, with an, an actual walk, a discman. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, the when other day skip. I thought about that. Yeah, and it would I tried skip. to do that too. Because the CD would hit the side. <laughs> CD. Someone's online going, CD. The walkman uh, with the cassette worked. Yeah, no, of course, because cassettes are flawless. They're still great time capsules because they're, they're still pretty tough and they'll work if you have a cassette tape player. CDs scratch. Uh, yeah. they, they scuff. They warp. They melt. You know what they sell now, which mm. I just looked up? I was like, I wonder if boom boxes have Bluetooth. Oh, they do. They do. I, I was like, I know they do. There's and no they play way they cassettes. Don't. Oh, they do. Oh, they do both. Yes. I thought it was like, you know how it's like a fake relic of old and they're like, yeah, no. they're like it's a record player, but it plays CDs. No, it's like you can get a boom box like oh, we wow. had in high school, play a cassette and you know, download Spotify <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So you can play. Isn't you that can, cool? You though? can play Bill Biv DeVoe's tape and then download <laughs> Billie Eilish on top simultaneously. Do you I remember what cool. you ran to in high school? Like what music? I was a hip hop head. I'm hip -hop I'm, head? I'm 37. I was in the middle of the 90s era of hip hop. It was, was really the best. Yeah, it was like it was like. Well, it was also it was weird. It was like fl the Flower Power era had just kind of birthed. So like Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul and all those like yeah. kind of feel good hip hop. Love those. And it was the, uh, and then the other side of it was also West Side Connection and Ice Cube and the West Coast East Coast mm -hmm. crew, and it was like E40 and all these guys were Wu Tang, Wu Tang for sure, yeah. yeah. But it was the two different, completely different worlds. But I'd run, it, hip hop was mostly. I didn't really get into other music until uh, college. 
Wow, really? I, I, rock was always a fine to me. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, nah, I love that's all I really like. That's great. Yeah. And that's what you'd run to. That's oh, yeah, awesome. that's constantly. Like, oh, and so what I was saying was I, would, I used to um, set like a goal. And now, for some reason, the, the only version to tie into what we were talking about, mm. I just run. And when I'm done, I'm done. You I just I don't think about the end game. I don't you know I don't uh-huh. see the red bloops all over the United States anymore in my head. I run until I go. Okay, I'm gonna head back. Oh really? I have to now. You Be- don't have like a course like around nope. your. You just go. I run similar paths in my neighborhood. Yeah. Like I'll I I, re- I remember which streets I like to go down because yeah. they look pretty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a nice. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to be running and then take a left about a street I enjoy, and I wish I was smart enough to articulate why. I don't know why, but some streets just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. It's the exact same street as one street over. Uh-huh. Almost the is same. It arch- no, right. The energy trees. is different. The trees are I bet different. The trees are different. The architecture. But the, I live in a very working class looking neighborhood. They all kind of look the same. Uh-huh. But some streets, I just feel like maybe there's better yeah. people that live on the street. <laughs> yeah. And their <laughs> emotions are like bleeding out into the road. Yeah. I was, I like running too. And once the pandemic hit, uh, I got a I got a Peloton because of the heat here. You know, yeah, like smart. I can't you can't run year round here. And maybe you do. I do at night. You do at night. Yeah, night runner. You're, you're gonna get hit by a car. That's why I do I, it. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I uh, and then when the pandemic hit and you had to go out with a mask on, were you running with a mask on? No, that's no. when I stopped running. Yeah, I didn't do it. I never did it because um, you just ran without it. Yeah, my logic was always, and I still stand by this. Yeah, I was. I my neighborhood's pretty. There's nobody near me. Right. So I'm outside. I'm running near no one. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, it'd be silly yeah. t- for me to think I was going to get someone. I was extremely cautious about being near. Like if I was running on this and then someone was on my sidewalk, I'd immediately run to the other side. Right. For right. their for their benefit. Yeah. They were usually wearing masks. Yeah. But only once in a while would I get a like this. My neighborhood turned into a uh, middle-aged walkathon. Oh, yeah. 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 It was like all of a sudden everybody was walking. Yeah. They're all like, they, you know, and the masks and a lot of them and in the street, on the sidewalk. Yeah. It would be like, it would be hell to navigate that without a mask. Right. So I you haven't been have out there, but I miss it. Like I literally, I heard Laird Hamilton say, biking's not running. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It is. I mean, I, I will get on that bike and sweat my ass off and go crazy, but I know it is still just pales in comparison to the benefits that you get when you run. Well, but I mean, the cardio is still the same at some degree. Like, you're yeah. still getting an, a, a heavy workout. But your whole body's not, like... Yeah, breaking... It's just more, yeah, yeah, breaking down. Breaking How down. are your knees? <laughs> my knees are fine. Yeah? Rogan is... the Rogan, I used to say all the time, like, I got to slow down running, my knees are getting worse, and then he's, you know... He's one of those guys that, like, makes you doubt everything all yeah, the time. It's true. And he was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, my knees hurt. <laughs> And then we looked up all this stuff. There's all this new research about uh-huh. how actually if you run frequently, it does the opposite. You actually build up a better resistance. Your cartilage gets stronger, not weaker. So it's not usually it's that your IT band or something else is straining. And Correct. It, and right? And it feels it in your knee? Yeah. If you're, if you're stretching enough, your back and your knees uh-huh. usually are symptoms of other things. Right. But there's this idea that like I lost all my cartilage because I was running when I was a kid. And it's like, <laughs> right. nah. <laughs> really? Nah, it's a lot of other things. That's it's it's so a million funny. other things. If you play yeah. contact sports, yeah. that definitely wears your you wears your knees out and your body sure. out. Sure. You're a football guy? Yeah. You played football, I didn't played you? football, I yeah. can feel it inside of you. You can? Yeah, but let me guess what you played. Okay. You were. Mm-hmm. I mean, how tall are you? Five ten and a half. Or as my kids say, 5'10". 5'10", Dad. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah. That's like my dad's like a 10 and a half shoe. I'm always like, you're a 10. I said I was 5'11". 
just like a week ago. Yeah. And my kids like got like an angry revolt. <laughs> they were like turning over. They docked desks. you online. They were like, yeah, they were He's like, a liar. You, you are not five. dad. You are not. I was like, why? Why? why is that? Could, they can't let you have that. <laughs> they couldn't let me have it. How t- are your kids going to be tall? My one is like my one's a shrimp, and my other one is uh, like five, eight, yeah, maybe five seven, average, five eight, normal, normal. All right, you either played. I bet you were fast for some reason in my head, so you were either a corner, a corner, I went or, both ways, or a sa- oh, you played both sides of the ball. Yeah, safety. Mm-mm. Damn, wasn't that? Fast. Don't tell me quarterback. Mm-mm. S- receiver. Mm-mm. Tight end. Mm-mm. Where are we getting to at yeah, this you're, point? You're, I'm naming you're every position possible. Yeah. You were on the line? No. When I was younger, I was because I was big. I was the same size now that I was in <laughs> sixth grade. You were 12? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you were a full-size adult male at 12? I really was. We did have guys like that. But that, I was fast. You were quick. So then in high school... You played... I said DB, corner, wide receiver. Fullback. Fullback. Oh, right. I was a fullback, and then I was a defensive end. Oh, you were that big, big enough for that, huh? Defensive end. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was a pretty, it was a good program. And then defensive end. And then defensive end. Wow. I played, I played, I played outside linebacker a little bit, but defensive end was like the high school. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was fast, but I really wasn't like guard size. Right. So. Why do I know you're fast? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't feel know. It. I know you were. You know what's really funny is that people that don't play, people that didn't play, they see me and meet me now, and they're like, "You played football?" No, I know. Isn't that funny? I can. I think if you played sports, you always kind of can feel it. Yeah, it's a weird. There's thing. a vibe about, especially in the world of comedy. It's like you're the outcast if you liked sports. That was my. But my biggest argument was whenever yeah. somebody was like, like, you know, if I had friends that were. East Side guys. Yeah. And they were like, oh, oh sports, oh, 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 this old joke. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, sorry, I'm a nerd. I didn't like sports. It's like, sports are the nerdiest shit on earth if you really think about it. Particularly <laughs> right. baseball, baseball might be the dorkiest it. sport that's ever been invented. <laughs> yeah. It's statistics. Yeah. Like, I remember going to games as kids and people keeping score <laughs> yeah. with, with headphones on, listening to local radio. <laughs> and a pencil. Yeah. If that's not the most <laughs> autistic spectrum dork sport, I, like, I, I was like, what are you talking about? Exactly. And the only thing that made sports... You know, the antithesis of, like, dork culture was that it was super communal, where Mm -hmm. nerd things are kind of, you can do solo. Right, You can sit in your room and read comics till, you know, till the sun goes down in a bucket. (laughs) Yeah. But but sports, you have to do at some point with someone. Yeah. And I, look, I, there's definitely a bro-y part of sports where you, you can get that. Right. But whenever, like, my nephew would be like, sports. I'd be like, oh, so you don't like drama? (laughs) Right. Like, you don't like, like, did you watch the, uh. The soccer on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, come on, drama. The the euphoria, the right. fans, the players, the the operatic stuff that the, the Italians were going through it was just chanting. It's it's like very it's, it's very huge. um, it's uh it's it's very like um, instinctual. It's mm-hmm. very archaic. Tribal These tribal groups yeah. like <laughs> cheering <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, I wish kind of we had a little yeah. bit more of that vibe in the states over because what they if you've ever been to a soccer game overseas. It's just there's some the vibe is almost um, it's almost daunting. Religious, yeah. It's like really, yes, yeah. It's like holy. It's very deep. It's like rooted. Yeah. Where out here, you know, games are a place to text uh, yeah. and, and <laughs> just know. and to, to show people, hey, we're at the game. You know? I don't understand the NBA and baseball now, which is really infuriating. And it's not every stadium, but Dodger Stadium for sure. The pumping in of the music 
the hit you over the head music pump you up in between action. <laughs> right. It's like we're here. Yeah, we we're, love this. We made it. We don't need <laughs> to be bombarded with more emotion. Yeah, that we is got weird. it. We're here. They, basketball, particularly, but I would assume. Yeah. I would assume that's for the players. Oh. I bet you they just like to have. Yeah. Because it's cool. But because they're you got, young. I always remember. Yeah, they're twenty years old. I know. You know that was so funny about watching the soccer. Like after they showing everybody in the locker room, like on Instagram for the next two days, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, they're babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because when you're watching them. They're Marvel characters. They're right. like <laughs> superheroes. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh my God, if I could be like that one day. And then the guy starts talking. He's like, oh, my he's- favorite food is pizza. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, mine is too. 19 years old. Yeah, that is always impressive to me when you do re- uh, understand the gap of age and talent as you get further and further away from those worlds. I never mm. was delusional to think I wanted to make it in a pro XYZ. I have a lot of friends that did. Did you play in college? No, no, no way. I in college I did drugs. Yeah, me too. I, I just I, <laughs> I I I like gave up everything. <laughs> me too. I did drugs, drinking, uh, and intramural sports. I played. Uh, I yeah. played. I played for um, ASU. My freshman year had uh. a had a uh, a guy I used to smoke pot with. Goes, hey, I'm going to play ultimate frisbee. He's like, you're fast. You can jump. <laughs> and he goes, what do you think? And I say, I have zero interest in that. Yeah. And he goes, come, come with me and just watch. <laughs> I go and watch and sucked in immediately. I played two years of intramural. I was going to say four years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have your own, got, yeah. own I'm frisbees. I'm in the Hall of Fame, I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'm selling uh, frisbees now. Go to andrewsantinohuckham.com. Uh, yeah, I did the same thing. But you, did you play, like, from kindergarten on, like, when I you played were a kid? Uh, my, every, 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 right? And it was also because as I got into it my dad was always like you didn't have to have a job in high school mm-hmm. i'd have a job unless i was playing a sport that mm-hmm. was the deal that's good so yeah so i was like the, i'll play all the year end, round. though i like i did the same thing you know mm-hmm. three sports a year for 12 13 years by the end it was the end it was the end and i was like where's the weed yeah give me <laughs> where's the weed in the theater substance. department give me substance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really what happened to me. Really? I started doing plays and drugs. Yeah, me too. The Same shift. thing. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Hey, are you looking to turn your new idea into a website, publish something, sell something, put up a blog, chat, do whatever you got to do to publish something on the internet webs? Squarespace is the place. I've talked about this so much. Uh, you guys are probably like, shut up. We know. I do love Squarespace. I used it for my site. I think if you're looking to make a site, it's the best way to do it. You can either pay a web designer thousands of dollars or you can do it yourself. Uh, The best part is Squarespace has people already on there to help you. They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. And I think the best part is about all this stuff is there's nothing to patch or plug in. There's there's no hidden fees, you know. It's uh, free and secure hosting. Uh, There's nothing to upgrade ever. It's never, you know, they're not going to sneak up on you and be like, well, you got to pay for this if you want flashy stuff on the website. It's all included in there. They've got these beautiful templates. Um, No matter what you're doing, whether you're an artist that's uh, wanting to publish your art on there or sell on there, or blog, or push shirts, or merch, or whatever, dude. Um, Squarespace is the place. I promise you, if you're looking to create a website of any kind, Squarespace is so simple. It's so easy. Even a Dumbo like me can do it. Uh, go to squarespace.com whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, squarespace.com whiskey. Use that offer code whiskey after that free trial when you're ready to launch. You'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. Fellas, the uh, sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and also your wardrobe, you know? They say the man makes the clothes and clothes make the man and everything makes sense. 
in that regard. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, Cuts clothing is incredible. Um, I love Cuts. They sent me a bunch of stuff, and uh, their shirts, polos, hoodies, crew sweatshirts, um, they're made for the man who works very hard and also likes to play hard. Go have some sodies uh, after work with your buds. Built for performance in the boardroom, the bar, the gym. Uh, they're very versatile, man. It's wonderful. You can you can literally wear uh, a lot of their products to work, then to the gym, and out for the night because they look uh, beautiful. Cuts founder Steve Borelli set out to create clothes ready for every occasion for the modern man. Um, and GQ Magazine calls it the only shirt worth wearing. That's pretty high accolades from GQ. Uh, try that wrinkle-free Pika Polo design that keeps you fitted for the office, golf course at home. I like to wear that Pika Polo on the golf course. And then, of course, when I go out to meet my old lady for some sodies. Uh, each piece of clothing is designed with custom-engineered fabric, expertly graded for the perfect fit, arming you for every challenge and every opportunity. Guys, go try out Cuts Clothing. You are going to like it. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash whiskey. That's CutsClothing.com slash whiskey. For 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Ginger. I like gingers. Where'd you go to school? Same thing. I went to Ryder College in New Jersey. Ryder? It has a distinction of being down the street from Princeton. Ah. (laughs) Easy to get into, but really great. But who cares? uh, They had a theater department, and they didn't have football. That was the reason I went, is their program, they had gotten busted for some infraction of, like, trying to recruit people or whatever, so they abolished the football program. Wow. And they had a theater department, and that's why I went there. Because I think my dad w- really was keen on me playing Division Three somewhere, like, k- keep going. Mm. And I was done. And uh, But they had theater, so I, I went there. and it was Interesting. Just smoked weed and went to the why theater department. Why did dads department. want us to do the thing? Because they, my father did it. He yeah. did it. He played Division Three, and he was a great football player. And he just, en- I think because he enjoyed it. I think because he loved it. Right. And he he just wanted to keep it going. He just wanted to keep that good time going. Keep the flame past the flame. He actually coached me, and he became part of the staff senior year. Oh, really? Yeah. He, like, he was like, would you mind? And I was like, no. I mean, he was kind of coaching me my whole life. Right. So I was like, not at all. You know, you're around anyway, you know. So he could. He came on Were and was coaching okay the line. Were you guys okay to work with? He coached the line. Yeah, he was super motivational and my dad was my ymca basketball coach and we fought every day <laughs> oh really oh man there wasn't a car ride home where we went arguing with each other why would you do that it's, a, it's just a fight it was awful so having great. like i loved it because it's your dad is there yeah, but yeah. it's also he works you the hardest he yells at you the most sure he, i mean and i was such a disrespectful little asshole anyway you know <laughs> yeah. that's why i turned into what i did a comedian I think I was so anti-authority. Yeah. I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like organization. I don't. I, I want to go my own way. Yeah. And then yeah. of course it was like, Dad, you know. But I understand. <laughs> it's so funny. I understand the vicarious. Like, is there a thing that you mm-hmm. wish your kids will do? Are you no. like, no, you don't care. No, it really no. I just want them to have a passion about something. Do they? Yeah, there's. It's emerging. <laughs> they're like 19 and you know they're freshmen in college and and the junior. That, that's in on its high way, school. kind it's, of. It's starting to percolate. What college? I can't say. Oh, yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to share that information. Yeah. What am I yeah. saying? <laughs> Tell me his but social. Tri- but but uh, but she's really smart and loves learning. Like, she's really into right. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I just want to be passionate about it. So I think that's the key thing that we learned. Because going into this, it was like, at the time, it was, like, absurd. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to go do that. Like, all your friends just got jobs. Yeah, real and, jobs. Real jobs. And it seemed like the real safe way to go. But through your life, haven't you realized... That like, our thing is pretty much more, just as dependable as 
all those guys that end up getting laid off and it's kind of crazy like that path is no safer right i think the only thing you really need is to just like what you do yeah just, just like what you do find something you're into and do it and that's what i i and have drive to get them to yeah you need right. to have drive. Mm -hmm. But I do think ours is, ironically, a little bit more dependable than the traditional route because you can get fired from your 9 to 5. Yeah. In our world, it's like we get fired a lot, but you just keep earning back your job all the time. So, yeah. like, there's a door to just be like, well, you just have to just keep getting a job again. Yeah, right, so, exactly. It's just like we're always getting fired. So yeah. the looming fear of, like, they're going to let me go. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage. It's like, yeah, dude, that's been my whole career. Like, would you, if you, you always hear, like, you always hear actors say that they would tell their children never to go into acting, mm -hmm. right? That's always a line. Yeah, it's a common catchphrase. I don't get that, though. That's It's because it sounds... I think that I think they say that for America. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it sounds a, humble. Yeah, it's like an Oscar speech. Uh -huh. You know, when they're like, oh, my God, who to thank? You know, Meanwhile, yeah. they're just like, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, look at my trophy. Yeah, I don't Acting's buy... the best. I don't buy any of it. Yeah. I, I think that, it's like... It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with rejection. Yeah, I don't and, like it. And figuring out where to put his millions of dollars. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a... I think that's their... Humi their yeah. they, I think that's their attempt at um, mm -hmm. humility for America's sake. Yeah. That's why when comedians get any semblance of an award, they're, yeah. they hate it. Yeah. They're like, oh, shut the up. I, right. You don't give that to me. <laughs> I, what, no. I, the, the only thing that our reward is, is ticket sales and fans seeing you live and doing your yeah, thing. Right. So when you can sell tickets and people start seeing you, yeah. that's the tro there's a that's a thousand trophies. You're like, <laughs> I got them, I got all the trophies. Yeah. Exactly. I don't need a thing to go, we think you're the best at the thing. It's yeah. Like, right, exactly. No, I don't need to do that. No, this right, this adds nothing. This actually makes me feel gross. <laughs> yeah, about it feels myself. worse. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I think the reason we don't believe it or buy into it truly is because we know how subjective humor is. So you're like, how could I, be, who voted for me to be uh, the best? Because right. there's 50 people in here who think the opposite of me. Yes, exactly. Or like, this guy isn't funny Yeah, at all. no, exactly. So they didn't get a vote. I said today, today was the day that the uh, Emmys came out. Oh, right, the and, nominations. Yeah, right. and yeah. Uh, the Emmy nominations. And and we were talking about how stupid it is, and the comedy <laughs> doesn't have its own category, and right. it's like we're lumped in with like the Friends reunion and other <laughs> variety shows and all this stuff. And I said, you know what? Let's just be real about it. All, any award show, any award is just bullshit. Total. Unless someone's giving you one. And then it's pretty important. Then it's cool. <laughs> then it's pretty then good. Then I can't wait to be there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it is, though. It's, this, uh, uh, this, by the way, now my ice is completely melted. Okay, and it's all water. And it's good again. Oh, you like it again? Yeah. Well, when that's done, we're going to top you with a newbie and then see how you feel about a freshie. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what you like. How long is this? It's five and a half hours. Just, I'm going to need a cot. <laughs> yeah. This is, you can sleep right on this desk. <laughs> you can. This will be longer than a Rogan interview. <laughs> no. How many times did you pee on Joe Rogan's podcast when you do his show? <sighs> My whole, the whole time going in, mm -hmm. and especially now because you got to fly in, Yeah. is how much am I drinking? Before right. I get there, right? Can I have enough? Like, I don't want to have enough coffee. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, are you? Am I allowed to leave? Like, when they would do it in the, in the old studio, when they would just put it up, yeah, and they wouldn't pre-record, and like, right. you couldn't leave. You had to sit, or Ugh. they would give you shit. He used to be like, "Oh, you got to go to the bathroom." You're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah." I got here. You gave me a giant cup of coffee. Right. I had 
a sip of something before I got here. Right. And now I have to pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, but Joe is so diligent about that. He got his bladder removed. People don't know that. That's a, uh, <laughs> it's a very Roganite fact that he got his bladder removed. And that's what my daunting thing about going to do those shows is I'm always like, oh, am I going to be the guy that pees and I'm going to hear about it? <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, they talked about I, you while you peed. I love how everyone that moved to Austin keeps showing up on the Instagram at the comedy store. Yeah. Well, what's your take on all this? You, you're, so how long have you lived in L.A.? I've been in L.A. off and on for, I don't know, 15 years. Okay. That's me, too. I've been here yeah. since 06. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I moved I went here. back to New York a little bit and then came back, but I always had a place here. And, yeah, and then solid, like, with no place in New York, like, for seven. Have you, would you ever move out of L.A.? Yeah, I would. Yeah? I mean. This isn't it? I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. I love California a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it wasn't so annoying. I literally, when I was driving here, and I mean, I'm not far from you. Right. And I would say about six people tried to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, just chucking U-turns, yep. darting out, yep. cutting me off. Yep. I was like, I wonder what it's like to live in a place where <laughs> your reactions, your interactions with other people aren't always negative. Right. They're always negative. People are always, no one's just like waving you in. Go ahead, Tom. Doesn't happen. Have a great day. It's like, it's a barrage of assholes every day. <laughs> That's the city in a nutshell. It is. And, you know, I was, I was like, either you, especially after the pandemic, I was like, I, I thought everyone was going to be nicer and really be, yeah. Nah. And you could, you know, all right, you can think that, but get in the game and get aggressive. Right. And survive out here because... You sitting there belly aching about people being nice isn't going to get anywhere. No. You're in the river, and you've got to start battling. <laughs> and you have to use other people as your way to get back to the shore and drown them if possible. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it is. It does feel you it's, it's always cutthroat. We've talked about it, but also— I don't want—where would you go? Well, that's, the, that's my, always my answer. Yeah. Where am I going? Right. Tell me where to go, and I'll go. There are, I, I'm not kidding. I, I mean, like, I They're really, all at the comedy store. Yeah. They are, well, Chicago's my hometown. I would kill to move back. Uh, my old lady's from Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I like these places a lot. Yeah. But also, I you know, what I don't know. I, I my You know what it really is? It's like um, it breaking up is hard to do. And, like, I just mm-hmm. don't want to go through the breakup of L.A. of, like, I don't This is such a deep relationship I've been in for so long. It's when hard. I was in New York, you know, I was back and forth because I had these different projects and things. So we just kept a place... We would just tip the scales. Right. We would have a like a our main place was in New York. We'd have a smaller place here, but we always kept a, a little footprint in each. Smart. And that worked. That yeah. Really worked because then it was like I miss LA. I'm going back, you know. And that's the way to do it. Did you I live think. in the city in New York? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that helps too. Yeah. Because you're in the heart of it. Oh, for sure. Where you can get the chaos of New York. If you're living in the city. Yeah. And then you come out here and you kind of get the ultimate suburb. Mm-hmm. LA is like the ultimate suburb. It really is. It's like yeah. suburb on steroids where you're <laughs> yeah. like, we're, yeah, we're a suburb, but we also have the most like high end fancy restaurants that you can't get anywhere else yeah. where the suburbs in Chicago, you know, it's Applebee's. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's that, sleepy. Right. It's, 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 it's the suburb suburb. This yeah. is kind of suburb on steroids, like a superhero version of a suburb. And then New York gives you this like shot of life. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I'm every, there yeah. are things that are moving all the time. Yeah. And, you know. But the Austin thing, you know, I mean, it's, 
it's cool. And I totally see why Joe and Tom went, you know, it's like, there's some really great benefits to being money. in that place. It's money. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, money. you know, but you know, for the everyday, I, I, I love rolling into the store and seeing all Me you too. guys. Yeah. And you know, I love Austin, but you know, you roll into a place, those guys, you know, they're not populating the clubs every night. No. They're not there. It's just a different world. Totally. Yeah. And I love it. It's a great place to go. It's super cool. They've got they do have a good comedy scene as far as those yeah, places it's growing. go. It's growing. Right. Uh, it's growing. I, I like to be in the one that's I like already doing, yeah. Give me the fully baked. Yeah. If I was eighteen, I'd be like, I'm gonna grow with you. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not growing. Now you're but now you're like, hey, I'm done growing. Yeah. I finished I'm, it. I'm good. I, you know you know what boggles my mind? You you are yeah, I do this other podcast with Bobby Lee. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing about comics that always makes me laugh, that you're such a mature adult male, mm-hmm. and you're the same age as Bobby Lee. <laughs> you ever think about stuff like that? You're like, how is this? How? <laughs> like, you're a well-established man who has, like, a schedule and, like, a <laughs> clean clothes. You know what I mean? It's like... Yep. You of the ma- of the checklist of adult, like you, you check sheet of adult. You've like checked all the and the uh, same age. A guy who went to high school at the same time as you is so disorganized. I know, but I'm. That's they're, comedy. It's they're, like they're, they're, all these characters for totally. some reason are in the same pool. And I'm pretty envious of him. No, oh, you're not. There are times I talk to him at length about his schedule mm-hmm. and his like, you know. He's starting his day with the his set at the store. Yeah, and 4, then 4 he, p.m., 5 p.m., he wakes yeah. up. And then he goes and plays video games until, like, 4. And then, like, yep. and I was like, man, you're living the life. And I was like, what game do you play? And he told me, like, some game. And, yeah, Warzone. Yeah, or something like that. And I literally went to Best Buy, and I bought an <laughs> Xbox. You did. And I bought the game. And I was like, he's living the life. I got kids and dogs and a wife, but... I can do this too. <laughs> and I started playing the game and I went for about a half hour navigating my way through a spaceship. So these cockroaches coming after me. Right. And they killed me and it sent me all the way back to the beginning. And I saw my reflection in the, in the TV <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, what am <laughs> I, got, I doing? I, I've got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, I have so and many I swear things. to you, I swear to you, Andrew, my, that Xbox is sitting in my office covered in dust. Has not been touched since. We have the same story. <laughs> Bobby made me buy headphones, headset, yeah. with the microphone. Yeah. Uh, and I went to Best Buy and I bought one because he said, <laughs> you promise you play with me. So I said, I will, I promise. Yeah. I got online, I signed up, I bought the thing, <laughs> I paid for the subscription. You know, I did all the shit. Yeah. And I played with him one night for one hour. And I was like, N- I'm never touching the Xbox ever again. <laughs> I bought all of it. It's I have all of it stupid. for him. Yeah, it was so dumb. It's so dumb. It's just not, I can't do it. God bless him, though. He looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really does. He is. He's got his little life figured out. If you want a little bit more, I'd say do this tall one. Do a little, pour a little bit of that if you want a little bit more. Okay. That's, uh, that, uh, that's Eagle Rare, delicious stuff. Eagle I like that, Rare. too. Eagle Rare. Do you have any tattoos? I've got three. You do? Yeah. How many do I have? Zero. Yeah. Yeah, not even a one. You know why? Because you're cool. No. You know really why? Why? I would. I am such an indecisive asshole. I've been multiple times uh, with friends, and I'm like, I can't do it. So, I just can't. It's like pulling the trigger on a tour. You know when your agent's like, can we lock in this date? And I, Most guys are like, this is good, this is good. And I'm just like, uh, can I have like an hour and a half to think about it? I'm so bad. I know I'm, I'm going to the go there. Way. 
Why yeah. am I? Yeah. I just could never why, do it. Why can't? Just give me a minute just I, to see what's wrong. What do I need the minute for? I do the same thing. I, I'm going to say yes. I don't think you're an indecisive asshole. I think that you are smart because every 90% of the tattoos out there are made by people just doing it. Just winging it. Yeah, yeah. you know. What are yours? I have, I have my first one is uh, is like a legendary level of bad. <laughs> it was uh, it was a gnome. This is like right out right at the end of school, college, like or maybe the year after, in New Jersey, and just went to a tattoo parlor at random. Random. I wanted one, but I just picked one in a little shit town. Right. And just walked in and picked it off the wall. Oh, it was off the wall. It was off the wall, but I was going to adapt it because I make know it your own. I'm in a four year pot haze and I'm going to get <laughs> with no artistic skills. Right. And I'm going to I got it. I got this. I'm going to master. Give this me that. Thing. You see that gnome up there that's watering a pot plant. <laughs> yeah. Take the. Let's not get crazy. Give me the gnome. Cut the pot plant out mm-hmm. and put a, a walking stick. Like Lord of the Rings. This is before Lord of the Rings, sure, by the way. Sure. I just like gnomes. Right. You like gnomes, obviously. <laughs> I, I got a book when I was like in seventh grade of gnomes. And I'm like, give me that and give put a little walking stick in. And this guy took this gnome that is just off the wall that a hundred other morons from New Jersey have on their body somewhere. <laughs> but I cut it out and had this man who I had probably more artistic skills than he did. <laughs> and he just drew with no, just with a, you know, a tattoo gun. Oh, there's freehand. Like this, and put a horrible walking stick on. Oh, no. On his hand. And yeah, and that was my first one. Where is that? And it's in a bad place. It's in a cowardly spot. Lower back. No. That's, yeah, that's probably worse. Hip? Calf. Oh, calf. Calf. That's Terrible tough. spot. That's Terrible tough. spot. Would you ever get him removed? I was thinking about getting it removed. And uh, I'm friends with Rob Zombie, yeah. who is... Uh, he directed two of your specials. Yes. I do know that because I like Rob Zombie a lot. He's great. I thought that was such a cool... I don't know. I was jealous. I'm usually not <laughs> jealous of when, you know, someone's like, you know who directed their special? Yeah. And they name somebody and I go, who the fuck cares? Yeah, right. Sorry. I'm sorry. But most <laughs> of the time I'm like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Fucking... Because it's sometimes it's just somebody that directs specials and you're like, okay, yeah, I don't or know. another comic. Or, you're like, oh, yeah. fucking, whatever. No, Rob's badass. That's cool to have with such a vision, right? Somebody so unique. So uh, unique. Yeah. Such an artist. Yeah. And he was like, how dare you consider <laughs> getting that up removed? Yeah, like, how dare it. you? Yeah. Like, he goes, I would have that as like my t shirt. He would be on my website. Oh, that's interesting. That guy, yeah. That's a re- really positive spin. Totally. On something you li- you loathe. He's like, you did it. You put it on your body. Yeah. Fucking own it. It's over. Yeah. I was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb gnome. <laughs> I have a friend that's but, getting one removed right now. And oh, really? Yeah, and he's, he hates it. It's terrible. Uh, the pain. So I, I got two others since then, which we can come back to. But then yeah. literally last year... Um, I had an idea. I was going to add my daughters to the gnome. I was going to double down on oh, the gnome. Oh, that's cool. So this great artist in uh, in Sherman Oaks, uh, Jojo Jackerman. I he's love like, the name. I don't, I don't know nothing really about good. him. But. He does like all these like kind of um, like sea, I think it's called Thousand Waves or something. And he's really, really great. And I went with my wife and my daughter and we had dinner and I had a couple martinis. We went to the car and... Uh, my daughter comes running to my wife, who's 
driving home because I was drinking. And uh, she goes, where's your father? She, <laughs> He's laying in the tattoo parlor. What do you mean laying in the tattoo parlor? <laughs> so they came running in, and I'm on the table with JoJo, who I just met. And I'm like, yeah, just add my daughters to this tattoo. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, and I pitched like adding their names. He's like, how about we add them as as little gnomes oh, around it? Two more gnomes. Uh, two more <laughs> gnomes. And I'm like, now, you know, it's a couple martinis in, and 20 years later, I'm probably in the same mind space as I was 100%. then. Yeah. And I just let him do it, and now I love it. Now it's like... Well, now it means something. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's still so stupid, mm. but to me... It's sweet. Yeah, yeah I like Are it. Are you the middle gnome then? Do you see that maybe perhaps yes. you have become the middle gnome? Yes, That's and my wife is the only one not on it, and she's like... you don't love her anymore, and we, you've said that so much to me off air. And she's finally got it. She finally, she finally understood... <laughs> Does she does she get a space on does she get a space uh, uh, another gnome space in, of any time soon? No, wow. because my second tattoo that I got is her name pretty big. Where on my shoulder, up here. While we were dating. Oh, right here. Right here, going across, and uh, didn't ask her, didn't tell her. Mm. And interesting. I knew we were gonna get married, and I just had. That's Cynthia you really did. Just, yeah. How long did you guys yeah. date? Uh, let me see. Oh, okay, I see it now. Wow. Yeah. So you knew you were dating. You're like, this is it. I'm locking yeah. this down for sure. Mm-hmm. She's better looking than me. She's smarter Soon than me. Soon as I met her. Wow. She was a comic at the comic strip. Uh, and Oh, she was a stand-up? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And you met on the road? No, we met at the comic strip when oh, we were oh, starting oh, when out when you in were New both York. Together in New York. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was with Ian Bag. I love Ian Bag. He's the best. And the two of us were sitting there, and she came up. We had this funny little sketch group we were trying to put together. And she came up and said, uh, the, Lucian, who's the manager, said, uh, I should be in your sketch group. And we just, she introduced herself and we talked and it was just like, holy cow. Like, You're like, I've got a happened. different sketch group I'd like you to be in with me. <laughs> and she left. And Ian goes, you know, his big Canadian Ian, he's like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, what happened? What, the, what happened with you two? What the hell was that? And I'm not kidding. I was like, yeah, this is we're going to do this. Wow. And it just kind of moved quickly, yeah. Those are the stories you hear that yeah. you almost don't really know if they're real. I know. Right? That's I know. that's mine was I mine was mail order. I she I ordered her <laughs> Took about six or six months to get here, which but, is fine. But you but custom order. you knew order. as soon as you opened the package. I knew. Well, you custom order everything, <laughs> right? And right. there was a couple of little pieces that didn't. I, <laughs> I wrote the complaints. <laughs> they caught my letter. I said I did not order this. <laughs> no, but that's that is nice because it's almost sweet to know that that love is uh, that exists because we get disillusioned mm-hmm. with Disneyisms of like Prince mm-hmm. Charming and all this stuff, and I do think that's that gives kids a false sense of love and relationships. Yeah. But then when you hear these like kismet stories. Hmm. You're almost like, yeah, maybe it's, it is real. I know, <laughs> I know. Funny. And there was like just this thing. It's chemistry. A lot of it's chemistry. Like it's all just, chemistry. Yeah, yeah, and you just hook up with people. And and then, so we just started kind of flirting and, and hanging out. And she was in the group. And and uh, I said to her, like, I don't know, maybe three months of knowing her. And I said, uh, where are you going home for Thanksgiving? Are you going home? She said, yeah, it's just a small place in New Jersey. You don't know where it is. <laughs> no. And I, and I, <laughs> no way. She goes, it's Park Ridge. I said, oh, did you have Miss Conway for kindergarten? No way. We had the same kindergarten teacher like two years Shut apart. The fuck <laughs> up. Same summer jobs. Same, I moved one this town over. This is a human over. you grew up with. and Pretty did, much. We worked know. in the same hotel for What's like two summers. What's the age difference? Two years. So it, you just didn't have, you just never. Never met. Never crossed what? paths. But we knew similar people. We, it wasn't until we were 
That's adults creepy. The, so it's creepy. So like you had to get married. It was at like, that oh, point. That's done. Yeah. yeah. The universe was like, do you understand <laughs> what I'm doing, Tom? <laughs> right, exactly. Do I need to hit you over the fucking head more? <laughs> Moron. Right, right. <laughs> Moron! <laughs> that's kind of, but that's the kind of story that you're like. But also, it's a great thing to hear. And also there's a piece of me that goes, man, that's going to give some people false hope. There's people out there that are going, I'm just waiting to meet the person from my town. Yeah. it's hard. That's hard because I, I understand yeah. how friends of mine, I have a lot of friends that just got divorced. I have a lot of friends that are still kind of looking for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's like conversations about, you know, getting back in it or whatever and what's the secret or what, everyone wants to know like the quick shortcut to like figuring out love yeah. and relationships. And you're mm-hmm. like, that is, it's math that you no one can do. You can't do it. I mean, it's nice to know that it's out there. Yeah. But you also, I mean, I literally was not, you know, I'd come through a breakup and I was like, there's no, I'm not done with all that. And right. then somebody shows up and it's just, and that changes everything. And it's like, short of that, like talking yourself into it. But, you know, then you have like arranged marriages and they mm-hmm. work so great. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's also true. Yeah. It's kind of just, yeah, adjusting your perspective. I remember on it. having a very, uh, an obvious prejudice towards arranged marriages because I was like, it just seems inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that show on Netflix about it. Uh huh. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. This is super interesting. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, there were parts of it where it's, I still sure. felt yucky. If, 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 right. When a party feels like pushed into it. Mm. But then there were parts where I was like, these are just two people that are kind of committed to doing this thing. And the vibe was right. And they both enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then everything kind of started, the chip started to fall into place. It's almost like when you go through the analysis of everything else that has to be right. Right. It's like, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's way like, harder. Yeah, like, well, I don't know. I mean, she's really great for these seven reasons, but that one thing she does one shot thing. your face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get in it and do it and make it, it work. True. Yeah, because we've all got our, what do you think, like, what do you think is your biggest, not that you think your wife thinks is your biggest flaw. What do you know is your biggest flaw? Mm. Like that you hate, even if she's okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you time to think. Mine is always my, um, I don't know how to have, I'm so bad at um, taking a breath and and not freaking about a thing that we're communicating about that it's not being communicated correctly, you know? I'm just trying to ask you about the goddamn thing in the garage that the thing is the thing. Yeah. I don't know how to not freak out about it. I'm like trying, and she deals with it so professionally. What do you mean, like, freak out about it? I just start getting annoyed and, qu- and quick. Uh-huh. I'm like, I mean, the, you know, the fucking... Right. I need to... F- you get it. The thing that broke the... I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, and she's not getting... She's not, she's not she's translating your gibberish. Like, I don't know where it gibberish. is. What are you even saying? <laughs> right. And then it makes me frustrated, and then I storm out to the garage. Yeah. And I find it, and I go, this is the thing. Right. And it's all my fault. <laughs> and she just puts up That's with it. That's a pretty it. small thing, though. Yeah, but it's... An- I know it's annoying. It annoys me that I do it. That mm-hmm. It's like my... I know I have just a temper, and I'm like... Right, It's right, never right. like it turns into me saying something rude or cruel to her. Yeah. I just get so jumpy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how come you can't get what I'm saying? Sounds like your dad in the... Uh, my driving dad. home from the YMCA. It's my dad. <laughs> the same thing. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, it's 100% my dad. I mean, I've adopted those yeah. things from my dad... You know, like, um, uh, he was this, he, you know, his, his stepdad was an army, uh, army guy. So uh-huh. like organization is freakish in my home. Oh yeah. As a kid, it was like nuts. Like making the bed, like, you know, oh, well, it wasn't like baseball cleats could be thrown anywhere. It was like, mm-hmm. those better go outside in the garage in the, yeah. in the bin where they go. 
It, it, we did, didn't have that did freedom that, as kids. I have a cousin that's like that. Yeah, that's he's a, super OCD. OCD, yeah. and he's very successful. And but you know, he's super OCD. Yeah, and I always wonder. And I find it admirable. Like I love that he's that dialed in. But I wonder, like, what does that do to the kids when they're just like, look, <laughs> trauma. <laughs> It's serial killer mentality. <laughs> Who needs to be that organized? We're better at it. Our house is much dirtier than my parents ever was. Uh-huh. Because we're, I'm better at letting it go now. You can? Yeah, because of her. Or do you have to talk yourself into it? No, I just have, with her, I've accepted that it doesn't, and honestly, if I'm being genuine, um, this is, sounds so corny, but like, if I have a glass of bourbon and at the end of the night and I smoke a joint yeah. on the patio and we're sitting talking and mm-hmm. I think about stuff like that, Mm-hmm. When I'm intoxicated, I think about how little all that stuff matters, and it helps me let all the bullshit go. Yeah. And then it comes into my sober mind, and I go, yeah, I, rem- I didn't give, why do I give a, f- why could, I, yeah, I, I remind myself of why I think I didn't give a fuck. You're good with bourbon and weed? I love it. Yeah? Well, for me, um, you know, <laughs> our generation called it crossfading, but I like <laughs> drinking and smoking, but, 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 mm-hmm. I, but be, only because... It tempers me. If I go to a right. bar, if you and I go to a bar, yeah. I'm just drinking. We're drinking all night. Yeah. I'm drinking and talking and laughing. If I have a drink and smoke a joint, I'm only going to smoke so much and drink so much. Right, right. It's really, it almost like levels me to go, yeah. you don't need it anymore. You know that. Right, right, right. But other, if I'm just out drinking with friends, yeah. it's hard to stop because you're like, we're going, we're going to the next bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you, do you still smoke or no? Very rarely. Right. Very, you know, it's, it's such a bummer. Because right. because it's legal here. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I buy it intermittently just to go in and have the experience of not getting in trouble for buying weed. Right. Like, I'm really. And and then I bring it home and I never use it. And my kids, like, found, like, tinctures and edibles under my sink in my office. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, dad's high all the time. I'm like, that stuff's been there for two right. years because I literally don't. And it's the unfortunate part. I mean, part of it's being responsible where, like, I can't just get high mm-hmm. in the middle of the day when I want to, when I'm writing or something, because at 7, all of a sudden, someone's going to be like, I need a ride somewhere. Right. And you got to kind of just jump into action. But more than that, it's the second day after, like, the next day or the day after. I'm so moody. Really? I'm, like, shitty moody. Huh. Yeah, it's well, a weird Well, some people thing. reject it at some point, too. You know, maybe your body yeah. doesn't want it anymore. It, it obviously doesn't. <laughs> and I really want to make it do it. <laughs> I want to, maybe we make the leap from that. Let's just get yeah. you on MDMA. You know, let's get you <laughs> just wait. Just go all in. Yeah, let's get you, let's really shapeshift the inside of your mind, you know? When, uh, did you do Ari's Storyteller show? When I did, this is not happening. Yeah. I did the Storyteller version, in, I did the live version in... Montreal, uh-huh. and then I did the Comedy Central taping. Right, right. But I removed the tape online. Or, I mean, I asked them to rip it down so it doesn't oh. exist anymore. Oh, because something of insensitive? Someone in this, you would assume that about me. That's very funny. <laughs> well, that's the only reason you would remove no, it. No, someone in the story is no longer with us. Oh. And I called Comedy Central, oh. and I was like, hey, man, I would really appreciate it if that wasn't around anymore. Oh, and Jonas, who's the shit, who was out, who was there for a long time, Jonas Larson was great, and he he was like, "Why, man? This is that's such like a kind of a pain for us to have to go through legal to." And I told him privately what happened. And, right. And he didn't even bat an eye. Wow. He was like, "No doubt, that's I'll great. remove it today." And they removed it. And that's I good. and it was such a fun story. Really? That's what sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. So I did that. But yeah, but what no. you're saying is, um, uh, did do you, you remember talk the? About drugs? Do you remember the? No, but do you remember the gift bag? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hit in New- the one in New York is what you're talking about. I did it in L.A. Oh, you did it here? Yeah. Oh, I did the live show in New York. Oh, okay. Why'd you have mushrooms This in was there? the comedy... Yeah. Yeah. And did I still have them? them. Oh, no. Come on. It's been six years. Let's eat them. I still have them. Would they be any good? Probably. The potency level would be remarkably low, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is probably what I need. Yeah, they probably... Way. But I would... But, but let's get you some new mushrooms. Yeah, because... I love the idea, again, I love the idea of playing video games like Bobby. I love the idea of being high all the time. Right. I love the idea, like Jerry Garcia said, he, he would eat mushrooms every year just to clean the pipes out. Right. Love all these ideas. It's just not you. It's just not there. I don't, I don't. I think, have you ever done mushrooms? Oh, yeah. I think you should treat yourself, if yeah. take, make, make it a thing, carve it out. Mm-hmm. And all right, I think let you me ask you it. this. Yeah. Let's S- do them together. Sensei. Yeah, let's do them. Yeah. This is nice, by the way. It has a little more of a honey. Yeah, it does. This is a little, it tastes a little bit sweeter, mm-hmm. which is always funny because then people go, uh, how much sugar is there? There's no sugar in any bourbon. Bourbon has no sugar in it. This, For real? Yeah, no sugar. It doesn't oh, exist. Wow. The idea that people think bourbon is in, it tastes sweet. That's why. The reason that people think it is because Jack Daniels literally tastes like you're drinking sugar water. Uh-huh. That's because the, dist- the, the way that they filter it, I'm taught, is through these like honey oak barrels or whatever uh, so it tastes super super sweet right no but it, no 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 sug but yeah this it's stuff really is really nice i like it's it good so tell me what you're gonna say okay so <laughs> this is uh so i have these and whether it's these that are still hidden in my uh, in my in I, mean, a, I know what it a, is it's hidden these mushrooms that are hidden in a uh suit pocket somewhere in my <laughs> thing like they've been there forever right and uh so if i were to do them I was like, yeah, carve out some time. And my wife has always been like, I would do them. <laughs> Never have together. Let's go. Yeah? What an opportunity. Mm. I would say get new mushrooms, though. I wouldn't do those old ones. Yeah. Because you don't know the potency level. It could be a dud, and then mm. it's a waste of your time if you try to. Mm-hmm. Like, we went out to Palm Springs some <laughs> with some buddies, and we all did it for my birthday. Yeah. Was it my birthday? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was my birthday. uh uh-huh. But um, I was just so nice. Uh, yeah. We did chocolates. Oh, which I really? Can, which I can get you. Yeah. So this is great. They kind of press them into chocolate, so it's a little bit more controlled. You're not. You're. You're kind of oh. can sample out the dosage, and you know what you're getting. And you remember can... gagging them down. Oh, back, I mean, in high school, oh. me and my buddy Tyler would dip them in in um, peanut butter, jars of peanut oh, butter. Oh, smart. Jars of peanut butter, and just and and just, we just chug went it raw. Down. The most inventive we got was tea. Yeah, tea was popular too. Yeah, yeah I did tea but in high school. Just literally, like mm. worse than grass clippings. It's just, poop. It's, it's poop. You're it's, literally just like, oh, I'm eating old poop, and that's fine. It was so bad. Yeah, we and then we grew them. I grew them one time. You did. My buddy Brian Davidson. Are you growing weed? No, it, you we know should, it's, right? I, That'd I, be I want, fun. I said I used to want to. Yeah. But the labor. I know it's a lot. I'm like, I don't want to do that. It's kind of fun though. We, yeah, I've I heard. did it in in college. We rented a house and had this like walk-in closet. And we just closed it and put tinfoil all around it and that's lights cool. and stuff. And it was great. See, I'd want to grow outdoor if I could. I know. That's the thing. It's like, why not just throw some seeds in the ground out here? Like, everything grows like a weed. I guess that's true. You yeah. Do to... It's like, that'd be cool. I should just do that. Why do I only have cactuses? <laughs> <laughs> What's, you know what? I'm going to rip out that peach tree in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. That thing is worthless. All right. But here's the thing. All right. Maybe how long you been together? Uh, five years married. So okay, so so murder is so close. In. Murder is close. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna go one it's of right two on ways. Right the yeah, yeah, this is it's decision time. Right. Uh there's a lot. There's a lot 
of kids and dead relatives. And we have like a long history of, we have 21 years of stuff. Wow. Do you sit down with someone who doesn't really even get high uh, and just eat those? That's a really interesting question. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to just... I think you're going to get something gonna good be, out of it, maybe. I hope so. I mean, the idea... I'm scared, though. There is a little bit of me, and she would hate to hear this, but uh, there's a little bit of me that's frightened that it might not go the right way. That it would unearth stuff? So funny. Like, as you're saying this, like... You're thinking about I'm like, it. I'm the pro. I did so much <laughs> right. for so many years. Cut to in a hotel. She's like, you're okay. And I'm like in a fetal position. In the shower. <laughs> make it colder. <laughs> now make it warmer. She's like, Tom, it's just drugs. Get over yourself. Get over it. I'm going to the lobby. She goes, I'm going out with the girls. <laughs> right. You're pissing me off. That probably is what will end up happening. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Shut up. Shut up. I know. I shouldn't be hesitant about no, it. No, I think... Um, Give it a try. The, 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 my friends that, that do them more often than me always mm. say the same thing, and it's put yourself in a positive mind space with positive people. It's pretty hard to have a bad time. So when if you're, you're married cool for 21 place, years, those positive moments are like... I say you fuck the kids off and take a little vacation somewhere to a cool, beautiful hotel. Go get a hotel on the fucking beach. Yeah. Take a little bit. Yeah. I bet you those positive moments are going to kick in. You're right. I say you have a little glass of wine, a little baby one. Yeah. Eat a little piece of them, not a lot, just mm -hmm. a little tiny bit, mm -hmm. just to catch a little buzz. And who knows? That sounds pretty good. I think that's, Are you a marriage counselor? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am. Uh, for ninety nine ninety nine, uh, I will come fix. Well, because we, you know what's so funny yeah. is that you have those moments sometimes. In the we we drove up to uh, Big Sur and Pebble Beach Ooh. and took my dad, took our both of our families to Pebble and to um, uh, uh, Spanish what's the, Bay. Spanish Bay, but Montecito, right, uh, what, Carmel, Carmel. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, why can't I think Carmel? And um, I'm just gonna keep naming everything up there. Everything beautiful and yeah. and wealthy. And it was just, you just had a couple of. We just had a couple of like genuine moments walking. Yeah, left the family, and took for a walk. And you were mm -hmm. like, I don't know, man. You put yourself in a positive place with someone that you love, even someone you even come someone you just like. Wait, you're saying that you ate then? No, I'm just saying. Just I'm in saying, general, just in and general, like, right, right, right. And so when you feel those moments, those you're moments, like, yeah. those are the kind of things you duplicate when you're trying drugs with a partner. Mm -hmm. I think because then it's like, it's tough to fuck that up. You're right. You may not enjoy it as much as you yeah. thought, but yeah. I think if it's with somebody that you dig and it's a safe space and yeah. it feels good. Yeah. The problem was you do dumb shit when you're a kid. We used to take mushrooms, and my, me and my buddy Todd, we went to a haunted house. It was like, why the <laughs> fuck? Seriously, I was like, why the fuck did we do that? To this day. We were panicking the whole fucking time. <laughs> we were like, we're going to shake it up, dude. We're going to fuck up our insides. So I was like, why are we doing this? Why am I high on mushrooms in a farm in Iowa or wherever the fuck we were? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was so much We went into the woods and like ended up in like this. The woods is like the worst place. The scariest, <laughs> sketchiest. Someone, someone pulled a vine or something. <laughs> someone like got a little too aggressive and like pulled a vine and a branch came down. Yeah. And like, and almost stabbed one of our friends. Come on. And we literally, like eight of us, literally thought the woods were attacking us and just <laughs> ran, ran screaming, <laughs> crying. But they that were. The woods were coming they for were us. They were attacking you. They were attacking us. That's what I mean about when you're young, you have to do drugs in um, scared little um, getaway spaces. Like, we got to get high behind this thing. <laughs> right. Now we're grown. You're like, I'm going to get high in a comfortable place. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to the Four Seasons. Right. I'm going to go to the Four Seasons <laughs> on the beach and smoke a joint and overlook the ocean. 
It is true. That's yeah. part of the bad trip idea. Yeah. Is I think you set yourself up totally to have a bad trip. Totally. And the the and uh, yeah, I'm, I I she just doesn't like anytime we get high, mm-hmm. she'd be like, "Are we high?" <laughs> like, are you high? Like, she's we are. She's just not, you know, hasn't done it as much. But she would be great. She would be good. Well, you said she was a comedian. Does she? Yeah. When did when did she stop? She doesn't do comedy anymore. No. When did she stop doing comedy? When years and we years had ago? a baby. Uh, when, did, did which she, is nineteen years now. Does she um, resent you a little bit for that? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was she? This is a lame question, but. Mm. Do you think she had a, a very legitimized future in, in stand-up if she continued? She was funny, yeah. Damn, she was making sad. some noise. Well, you tore that away from her, did yeah, you? I did. put babies in her, and that's what you did. Yeah. But she, but did but she, she ever miss it? she was also an actress. She was a dancer. She oh. was like, it wasn't like... She's in entertainment. It wasn't like, right, it wasn't like comedy or bust. Right. She always made a joke about being in the comic strip when there'd be all those pictures of the old comics on the wall. Mm-hmm. And she would always say that people will come in and see her picture and go... She did comedy. That <laughs> <laughs> she would have been like an actress probably more. Did she do comedy? Yeah. Well, that's what it feels no, like. But she was good. And, and, you know, even beyond like whether or not, you know, who knows what's going to happen with us, you know, exposure wise or whatever. She was, it was cathartic. Like she was, she was getting the benefits of being a comedian mm. spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you know, like. Yeah. That was like a, she was enjoying that. But she was, you know, enjoyed having kids more <laughs> totally <laughs> you know well I, mean? I well this grind is a tough it's yeah. also such a you know my my uh, my lady has nothing to do with the business mm-hmm. and uh i sometimes i um i'm jealous and other times i un, i see that she gets jealous of our life which yeah. is kind of nice that i'm like yeah. oh like when i get jealous of her the there's not a better word but i, I don't mean simplicity but like of mm. the um the ease sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then sometimes I see her and she's like, no, you know what's awesome is going to fucking Houston and going to a distillery and tasting whiskey out of the barrel with your friends on tour. And then you have to go do shows at night, entertain humans, and go on a fucking boat. She's like, that's nice. Sure. That's simple. But she also, she's right. Yeah. And if you do it right, that she is right. Uh, but, mm-hmm. she, uh, mm-hmm. but she also doesn't have the constant... 24-hour-a-day self-analysis Correct. of who you are and yeah. what you are. Yeah. Which is, that's the curse of How many hours a night people. do you sleep? Um, Like seven. You do get good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good sleep. No, but I it's... sleep next to my wife. <laughs> and some one of us is always... Fidgeting. I'm doing a bit about it now. Like oh, you are? At over 40, two people in a bed does not work. No. Forget being lovers or any, just two people, like the odds of... Someone over 40 having a good night's sleep, it's about 50%, you know? <laughs> it's got to be true. And not, for, not because you did something crazy, I say in my act, because someone ate a cookie after six. Right. <laughs> and, and the whole night is fucked. Well, I'm fucked now. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to be going <laughs> in the middle of the night. So now two of those people in there, like last night, my wife, for some reason, she was taking some kind of like herbal tea or something was just banging off the walls and now i suffer because of it right you know what i mean like it's not fair so seven hours is you know it's that but that still is good i used to say i used to have a bit on stage about uh i i didn't understand um cohabitation let alone sleeping in the same bed i yeah it's just because i love you is odd that i have to be <laughs> in bed with you or even live with you is i just think like i wish we could have gone back to royalty kings and queens like you live in that I say palace. the same thing. Yeah. I live in this palace. I just think that I'll idea. I'll meet you. Yeah, I'll see you in yeah. the garden. 
<laughs> I like sleeping in different beds, uh, especially if I've got a crazy schedule. Yeah. We've made it, and it's awesome because she's into it. She's always like, That's good. go in the other room. Right. Because it's you're, she's like, you're humming. You came home <laughs> from a show, and you're buzzing, and you're thinking and yeah. talking. And she's like, I feel the fidgeting. It's, I, I want to sleep. Yeah, I want to go to bed. I always say to my wife, it, it shows that we love each other more. Right. If we go, if we go in separate rooms. Yes. It's no failing on us. My my friend did it, and they call it a sleep divorce. Oh. And they're happier than ever. They got a sleep divorce because they're well rested. Right. You my know. dad started doing that right before my dad retired. Mm. Um, he's just a bad sleeper, mm-hmm. and he started sleeping in the upstairs other room. Yeah. And now it's he does it all the time. I mean, they do they do still sleep together. Yeah. But it's only when both of their schedules allow it, which sounds crazy, but it's like yeah, if it works, it works. It makes sense. Yeah. Why put why put why pressure it? Yeah. Why? Do you uh, ask everyone how many tattoos they have? No, just you. I wanted to know because when I see you, uh-huh. I'm like, I wonder if he has tattoos mm-hmm. because I don't have any. And usually, if I, if someone looks at you in the street, they go, that guy doesn't have any tattoos. No, exactly. Which made me know that you had tattoos. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because someone look at me and go, uh, he's a guy in his late 30s. He probably has a tattoo. Right, right. I'm I'm the only one of my friends that doesn't have a tattoo. Which is so cool. I guess. It doesn't matter. It makes you cool. It doesn't What's matter. the difference? No yeah, they're going to burn this shell when it's over and it's all going to be shit. <laughs> it's gonna... I was with a comedian. I, I don't want to say because he's probably sensitive about it. Sure. But we know him and uh, mm-hmm. he's a little chubby. And we were talking about losing weight and stuff like that. Right. And he said, I just want to lose enough weight where when I go to the beach, I take my shirt off. People aren't like, oh, look how, look at that guy. I'm like, well, you're there. <laughs> because no one gives a shit right. about you taking your shirt off no one's anywhere. Paying attention no one you. cares. No. no one's paying attention. Nope. <laughs> Congratulations. You've hit your target weight. <laughs> right. The idea that people think about uh, your body the way that you do. Is no. so false. So Nobody gives a false. shit about your body. And isn't that the gift of adulthood? Right. To finally realize that. And take your shirt off. Who cares? I don't care. When you suffer when you're 14, 15, 16, you're like, everyone is looking at me. <laughs> then you grow up. You're like, no. No one gives, gives a, a shit. shit. I got fitted today. Before I did this, I went to do a fitting for this small role that I'm doing in this thing. Yeah. And I had a moment. Mm. Where I was like, oh, these are, that's, they're too small, those uh, pants. Mm. And when I handed it back to her, there's a, there was an odd moment of embarrassment, uh-huh. like as if I've let her down. But then I was like, <laughs> she doesn't fucking care. Yeah. She'll just, they'll go get me different pants. It's what she does all day. Yeah. But, they, <laughs> but there's a moment where you go, ugh, is that embarrassing that they thought that I was one size and I'm not? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a me thing. She doesn't totally. even, it didn't even cross. Her brain went. Oh, those not okay. No. So we'll yeah. get the other. And that's thirty-five just, and thirty-six. It's, okay. it's on to the next. She's like already on to the next. And so do those shoes are fine. Do you like the shoes? <laughs> it is funny. And I said that I called my wife on the way home, and yeah. I said, oh, and I couldn't fit in these fucking pants, and it like made me feel weird. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, they don't fit you. What is that? That's just not a real thing. They just don't fit you. <laughs> but you go try on when you go try on clothes, and you yeah. try on something it doesn't fit. You don't feel any type of way. Right. You just are like, oh, this shirt's too small. Fuck this shirt. I don't yeah. like this shirt. For some reason, when, you, when you're thinking other people might know about mm-hmm. it, you're like, well, oh, do they know I used to weigh less in June last year? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they don't fucking care. I had a moment where I just ordered some, you know, the, going to stores is like now like non-existent. Like walking in to go get clothes. I'm just like, I need more black T-shirts. Right. So I went on Banana Republic where I've been getting them since 1993 right. and ordered black T-shirts and right. large black v-neck teeth like the most basic shit you can yeah, get easy and they're all tight yeah they're all tight everything's like, fitted 
Like, what is, why, why do I feel like a stuffed sausage? Like, <laughs> am I that? I'm not, I'm, I, I just stand on the scale every day. I'm, I haven't changed in 10 years. Right. Like, what's up? And I'm like, maybe, but you know what? What, Tom, you think that Banana Republic changed their size? And my wife came in and she's like, Banana Republic sucks, by the way, unprompted. All their shit is smaller than it was. Oh, wow. And, and, and I was like, is that true? And I found an old Banana Republic black tea because I have them for 20 years. And I put it on and it's like, they are smaller. They are smaller. <laughs> that moment. I was so like, look at me. I'm okay. I know. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Your kids are like, what is with them, dude? <laughs> right. They do. They go on about these clothing. Yeah, that is that is funny to like learn that that uh, that these companies are doing this now. Things are getting sure. tighter. Pants are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. And it does make me self. That's why I buy. That's why I'm a shit shopper. I buy the same thing. Yeah. Until I don't like the way they've changed their style. Right. And then I find a new company. That, yeah. I don't do, I'm not good. Like Baker's That's good the, for me like uh-huh. that because they make a lot of shit that fits me okay. Yeah. And so I'll do that until they break that contract that we have. Right. And then I've got to find a new thing. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. I bought this shirt in New York. Yeah. Not this one. The exact same thing that you're looking at. Right. One size smaller. Brought it home. It shrunk. Too small. Like right. it was right on the edge. I mm-hmm. had a dinner that night. And I'm like, I know I'm pushing it. And it ended up in the laundry and it shrunk. And it was so I immediately was like, I wasn't upset. I was like, oh, that doesn't fit. Ordered the next bigger size, ordered three of them. Mm. And now I'm set. Now, now you're I don't good. have to think about clothes for six months. Clothes are good. <laughs> um, I appreciate you coming on so much. I could talk to you for hours this and hours. So great. And I know um, you uh, you have to go fight in the war. You know, uh, you're, a, you're a soldier and you've got to go out there. Yeah, what do I have? I have a spot at Largo. Ooh, what a fun spot. I know. Never have I been. What? Never set foot. Really? Yeah, I talked about this uh, to uh, Pete Holmes in depth about- That's whose show I'm doing tonight. Right. He told, I know he invited me. Oh. He said, come it's a tonight by. show? Yeah, but I can't because I'm doing All an El Cid right. spot, uh-huh. and then I leave for Wisconsin. Oh, nice. First thing in the morning, so I, I just don't want to be out. Yeah, Madison. The club? Yeah. Love comedy on state. They're the best. It's- yeah, their family. And so, um, but I have never been. I just, uh, I want to go. But it's almost like one of those things where now I've made it this far without going. Now it's a, it's not an no. ego thing. Now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I won't go. And I resisted the cellar for a long time in New York. And then I went and Esty saw me mm-hmm. and then was like, where have you been? And I'm like, I just don't, I don't know. For some reason, I've got this weird, things. yeah, maybe it's, it's just, just me going, things. I don't want to go there. I don't want to. It's so great. And you're such a natural fit. Yeah, Didn't, no, it's great. Wasn't I with Fanny, with Flanny, and we, yeah. we ran in at, uh, at Jones. Jones on third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's so weird? I have a bad memory, yeah. but certain moments like that, mm-hmm. I remember every step of it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Really I weird. Know, I but know. you couldn't tell, like, where is, um, yeah. what, where, like, what's my sister's address? I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> no idea. I know. But I know exactly the day, I know the time yeah, of day, I know too. what I was getting. Yeah, I know where I was sitting. That's also because I have a crush on you. When I saw you, I was like, <laughs> steady up, because you want to show off in front of him. You're so great, and that, you're such a good fit for that, like, you are. I do, I, I do want to go. There, there are definitely, there is definitely a, it's a different room mm-hmm. than, like, what we normally play in, like, the clubs, that kind of a thing. There's yeah. definitely a shift. But there are certain acts that can play both, mm-hmm. and you're one of those. Like, once you do it, you're going to be like, oh, this is, I have to do this I know. once a week. I do want to do it. It's I such should an inviting, creative go. place. You meet great other acts. You meet great musicians. 
It's yeah. such a cool spot. I know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I promise on, right. t- on Tom Papa. I'm going to. Um, if you want to see a brilliant comedian live, uh, you must go to TomPapa.com. Yep. TomPapa.com. See the scary map. Uh, see the scary map. Pick which red dots you want to go to. Um, you, I do appreciate you coming on. I think you are a, you know, I said in the, in the pre-roll of this that you were, um, an OG, a legend, if you will. Mm. Is that, that's not, you, that's a compliment. Yeah, I'll take it. Because it's almost like there's a point when people go, what do you mean? I'm not. And you're like, but you're well-respected. It's been a long enough time. I feel like after 20 years, yeah, you kind of earn your stripes of being like one of the, you're one of the, you know, the, the only upstairs. way I would get nervous about it is if the public doesn't know you. Like, oh, fuck the You know public. what I mean? Like, I, I was one time early in my career, I was at Atlantic City, and there was a comedian in the audience, and I think Dom Irera was on stage, and he's mm-hmm. like, give it up for so-and-so, such a great, and he had put in his years, but nobody knew him. Like Nobody. Nobody, nobody knew this People guy. People know you. People know me, so I, so I can accept that. You're, okay. But what I'm saying is, like, when they don't know you, mm. and you say, this guy's a legend, and everyone's like, okay, that just means he's old. Yeah. Because he's been around, but he hasn't done much. That's a reality of our future. Mm. But it's okay. It's going to happen at some point in our lives. If we fuck up. Oh, well, ask a kid who Joe Namath is. You know, at some mm-hmm. point you become... Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're y- close to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we all... That's what I mean. It's a reality for all of our futures. It's just, uh, you want to just... You don't want that future to be when you're 50. No, well, you're nowhere near it. No. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, it does become a thing where you go, well, I just should enjoy it because at some point they are going to go, there will be a 19-year-old that goes, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Here's something weird, though, and sorry to keep going. No, but, uh, please. Uh, you know, you've been doing it a, a while, mm-hmm. and, and I've been doing it a while, and I still, do you still feel like you're just kind of, Starting? Are you kidding me? Every right? fucking when I isn't that weird? Oh my god! It's like a, and I also feel like um, you know, like that, like the fear yeah. of Largo or a new venue is like, well, those guys don't fucking know who the fuck I am. <laughs> that's how that is. That's so part crazy. of it. That is yeah. part of it. That was, it is part, that was part of, of my seller scare. Was like, yeah, those guys don't know who the fuck I am. They don't right. want me over. They don't want me over there. Is my mindset. And do and there are we do know people who own it. Yeah. No, they're right? much, much better at it. Much better I'm at it. I'm quite Not poor. even as funny, but no. they own that. They're very, they're like, you yes. should know who I, They were that way from day one. Right. You should know who I am. Right. And then everybody goes, I guess we know who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> it's really true. It is. But I always feel new. I always feel, like, vulnerable But isn't new. that good? Yeah. I feel I, like no, when creatively, that runs out, so. you're shit. Yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. deep shit. When it runs out of, um, I think Rock said that, when the, the one of the worst things that can happen to a comedian is too much success, mm-hmm. where then you become disconnected and you're kind of, and what is too much success? It's your own scale, mm-hmm. but like, at some point, you know. When you're not living a normal life. Well, you just become, you, I mean, and this is no offense at all, but like Kevin Hart is a, a the beyond a superstar. The mm-hmm. guy is a, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like Q-tip. Yeah. It's like Kleenex. You're like Kevin he's Hart a, is a corporation. He's a cor- he's a mega. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's massive. He's Halliburton. You know, whatever. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he's Shell Oil. He's yeah. so big. It's almost like an yeah. undisputed character. It's like yeah. oh, this is a thing that exists. But um, that to me is a fearful thing because you're like oh, that's so much responsibility. I'd rather just keep working. People like you. They know you. You yeah. keep building until you go. Tom Papa goes. I'm gonna slow down. I'm going to slow down and 
take a rest. Yeah. That's, I think it's on, when if it's yeah. on you, it's good. Yeah, no, you're, totally. And, and you're nowhere near it. In your own thing. Well, go, All right. s- go see Tom Papa. Go to TomPapa.com. I really appreciate you coming. Um, I so hate, great. I hate thank you for too the, many compliments. Thank you for the whiskey. Yeah. The bourbon. You, you um... You're a great comic, man. I, I hate giving you more compliments, but you're a great comic and I, I'm, a mean I, guy. But and a great I, comic. I have to say, like being knocking around LA and stuff, you were always one of the guys that I was like, I want to know that guy better. I know. I, I wanted to know yeah, you too. I think we'll be pals. Uh, we, I, I hope so. Yeah. All right. Do me a favor. We end the episode every way, uh, mm. the same way every time. You look into that camera mm-hmm. and you end it with one word or one phrase. This will cement your spot in the Whiskey Ginger podcast history. One word or one phrase. You can have a second to think about it, but. Just look in that camera and say one word or one phrase to end the episode. Uh, one word, just to end it, just as a Yeah, capper. one word or one phrase, whatever you want to be your sign-off. Can I steal one of from co- a public access of course. show about astronomy? Of course, I would love it. Keep looking up. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.